Hello and welcome to Ask a Web Geek with CJ Gilbert. My name is CJ Gilbert and you've joined us for Ask a Web Geek. This is a weekly show where you get to ask a web geek any questions you have when it comes to marketing, email, websites, you're confused, you need some answers, something's holding you back. This is the place where you get to ask those questions and uh, we'll answer all the questions we can every week we can and uh, get you moving forward in your business, get you into action, taking action and taking those steps. Uh, going forward. So we may be having some some issues here with the stream. We may be having some stuff pops up. That's what's going on with the live show. I still look frozen down here to me. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know if you guys can see it or not, but we're going to keep moving forward nonetheless. That's what we do here. We move forward through situations. So ask a web geek with CJ Gilbert. This is the this is the show where we ask, what would you like to ask a web geek? You know, as I'm teaching and speaking with people, we talk about your website being your number one tool. There's a lot of tools out there that you can use for your business. And I believe your website is your number one tool to grow and support your business. There's so many things it can do for you. It's not just a pretty picture. It's not just a, you know, fancy business card on the interwebs. It is a tool that you can use to specifically improve aspects of your business. It should enhance each of these aspects of your business, allowing you to attract more customers, make more sales, enhance customer service, increase your efficiency, save time, save money, and ultimately serve your clients better, faster, and easier. I want to take a minute to acknowledge you. Congratulations. If you're hearing my voice right now, that means that you are in action. You are taking the steps that you need to improve your business and improve your life. And I want to, I want to congratulate you and I want to say thank you for being here and give yourself a pat on the back because you're taking those steps. You know, very few people work on themselves, work on their uh, business, work on their personal development. And I want to acknowledge you for taking the, the time right now to work on those pieces. You will get better results because of what you're doing. You've joined Ask a Web Geek. Real quick, here's how it works. Every Wednesday at 9 a.m. noon Pacific, I go live into my Facebook group, Ask a Web Geek. This is where people can ask questions, ask me questions all week long, and we'll compile those questions for our shows on Wednesday. We'll do the show live first to our Facebook group. That's where we can have the greatest interactivity and we can we have people in the chat room uh, which I call my studio audience and they're asking me questions and they're giving me feedback which is super helpful uh, when they let me know that things are still working it literally looks frozen on my side uh, my dumb face is frozen on my screen but Garrison says it's working fine so I'm gonna totally believe him and we're gonna keep moving forward so join our Facebook group that's where we go live uh, that's where the interactivity happens. We had 15 minutes of coaching before we actually started the show officially. So if you want to hear some of that bonus material, please join our Facebook group. Check out the live recordings that are there. Then subscribe on YouTube because this allows you to consume it on a different level. You can go back later. You can watch it later. You can pause. You can rewind so you can get all the details as you're actually working on things. We are on Twitter, Ask a Web Geek. So feel free to follow us there and tweet your questions. Tweet along with the show, so to speak. Um, I do have a way to monitor that, I believe, as we go. And then finally, it becomes a podcast. And like I was saying a few minutes ago uh, to the studio audience, we're on all the podcast channels right now. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Google Play. We should be on Amazon Alexa as of today and several, several other places. Did I say iTunes? So if you are a podcast listener, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. And I'd love your review. I'd love your four or five star review. That really helps spread the word of the show. And we do appreciate it. Disclaimer, you must be willing to have your question or issue addressed in a public forum. This is a public show. It's publicly published on the internet uh, in several public channels. The group is, uh, is available for anyone to join. The YouTube is uh, publicly available, uh, including video. The podcast is publicly available. So just know if you ask a question in the show, please make sure it's okay. Uh, for us to answer your question on the show. And if you want something handled privately or offline, of course we can do that. I would be happy to help with that. Also keep in mind, this is not legal or professional advice. I am not an attorney. I am not a licensed business professional 
uh, to give you professional advice that you will hold me legally liable for. You accept responsibility for everything involving your business. You hold us accountable for nothing. That said, I'm going to give you my best opinion, my best thoughts, um, my best action steps to help you move forward in your business. But ultimately, the responsibility is up to you. Thanks for being here. Who am I? I'm CJ. I am your web jungle safari guide. That's what I've that's what I've coined myself because the internet is a jungle. It's so easy to get lost, to go down places you did not mean to go and find yourself uh, trapped, find yourself in hidden traps. Uh, maybe you found your way to one of these amazing social media channels, Facebook, YouTube, but it's like quicksand. You don't even realize you're sinking into it until you kind of blink awake uh, an hour later. And oh my gosh, I, I, how did I fall down that rabbit trail when I meant to be doing this work over here? So, uh, or you're trying to get your business out there to people and you know the internet is the great way to do it, but there's something holding you back. You can feel the vines holding you back and you just need to, maybe you need your machete sharpened so you can cut through it faster. Maybe you want to just, you know, we're, we're going together, right? I'll hold the machete. You pile in behind me. I'm kind of a big guy. I'll push my way through the jungle. We'll hack our way through together. And as a group, we get there together. That's what we're doing here. It's a, it's a group jungle safari. We're all in the Jeep. Uh, you know, I'm going to mix a couple metaphors, but Bear with me. We're all in the Jeep together with our machete. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> the point is the Internet's a jungle and we're here to help get you through it. OK, <laughs> very good. Uh, my business is serving your business. I have a business to business business. That means my business serves other businesses. I don't deal with the quote unquote general public. I do not have a product or service available for just everybody to consume, although you can. Welcome to YouTube and podcast, right? But specifically, I'm here to serve your business. If you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, speaker, coaches, authors, you have a message to share. You have a product that you need to get into hand, the hands of people. You have a service that's going to help people or change the world, and I'm here to help you do that. My message is to help you share your message, gifts, and talents with the world. And I'm so glad to be able to be here to do that with you. Be on the lookout for your golden nugget as you listen to the show, as you listen, as you watch it again on YouTube, as you listen again on the podcast, our brains are so interesting that uh, you're going to hear little nuggets each time you watch one of the videos or you hear the recording. You're going to pick up something that you didn't hear the first time, even if you thought you were really paying attention hard. It's just the way our minds work. They filter things out the first time. They alert us to things the second time. So just be on the lookout. That's all you have to do is just be on the lookout for your golden nugget and you're going to find it. I just realized that um, I just realized that uh, I have some some jungle animals over here I wanted to introduce you to, but uh, <laughs> I miss I missed that at the beginning of the call. We'll get to that in just a minute. So look for your golden nugget. Grab some paper, draw a line right down the middle. Uh, I like to say if you label the left side notes and the right side actions, that'll help you keep a little more organized in the left column. Take all your notes as you go along through the call. In the right column, you can place those action steps. So you can really find them later, specifically which pieces you wanted to take uh, action on. And make sure to star those golden nuggets so you can access that information when you're ready. We're going to get to our sponsors in just a minute. Let me introduce you to our uh, our, our web jungle guests uh, today are a couple. I don't know where these things are coming from. Maybe these are McDonald's toys that my kids are getting somehow. So today we have an otter and we have a whale. And I realize you may be saying, CJ, those are not animals that live in the jungle, right? They are water animals. OK, I get that. But but follow my metaphor here. Maybe maybe you feel uh, when it comes to the internet and it comes to representing your business on the internet, maybe you feel like a little fish out of water. You know, I was thinking about it. Not all of our, if we're going with the metaphor of the, the internet as a jungle and we're on a jungle guide for your business, you may not be a resident web jungle denizen, right? You may be uh, an otter, uh, so to speak, and you're, you're, you're uncomfortable in, in this environment. And, and I decided that I'm not going to discriminate against any animals. All the animals are welcome in our web jungle because you've come from another climate, another environment. You're not comfortable in this climate. Uh, and that's why you're here. That's why you're on the jungle safari with me today. So 
even if you feel like you're a little odder, we're still going to have a whale of a good time together as we go through our web jungle safari. I know it's terrible. What are you going to do? I have to amuse you while we're doing this education, right? So I will. All righty. Uh, Ask a Web, Web Geek is sponsored today by just a couple things. Number one, start your day right. There is a 15-minute call that I'm on every morning with my mentor, Eric Lofholm. The call is live at 7.45 in the morning, but it is also recorded, so you can access it all day, every day, whenever it is most convenient for you. You can get all the details at this shortcut link I made for you amcall.gilbertstudios.com. That's am, like the morning, am, like 9 am, amcall.gilbertstudios.com. Go to that landing page, drop your email address in, and Eric will email you all the details. And that way you can consume it however you like. If you want to if you uh, want to join the live call, 7.45 am, you'll get the phone number and the password to get on that call. Otherwise, you'll get the YouTube link, you'll get the podcast uh, website link, so you can consume it whenever is right for you. I really encourage you to do this. This is an amazing way to start your day. Put yourself in the right mindset of success. There's sales tips, but there's motivation tips. I love the sales tips, but I love the motivation even more. And you need it right in the morning to get your mindset. So check that out, amcall.gilbertstudios.com. I also want to let you know about my free video workshop called Five Keys to Unlock the Profit Hidden in Your Website. You can sign up at mywebsitesafari.com. This is a seven-part video series where we take a look at each aspect of uh, your search, your sales, and your service. We ask the two most important questions when it comes to your website, and we give you tips and tricks to improve all of these things, attract more people to your website, make more sales through your website, improve your customer service, which improves your efficiency and makes your whole business more productive. All of these tips and more at mywebsitesafari.com. Buckle up, stay hydrated. I'm going to take a, a sip of my uh, of one of my beverages here, and we're going to get it going. So make sure that you have what you need uh, as we continue forward. We're going to jump into our featured topic of the week. By the way, last week, a little sidebar note for you guys here. Last week, I had this weird issue where I would switch to a screen, but it would show the screens on top of my screens, and then I had to fight my way to them. I've just figured out how to undo that mess. So I can flip to a screen, and you'll see it right away, and it won't be in my way, and all that kind of great stuff. So the web geek is learning as we go. You know, I, I make mistakes. I fight with the computer. And my clients tell, sometimes we're on a live call and I'm coaching with my client and the computer's fighting us. And I, I say to my client, I'm so sorry this is, this is giving us a hard time right now. And they say, are you kidding? I love it. Because uh, I think of you as the web geek guy, right? Everything works perfectly for you on the computer. No, my friend, that's not true at all. The computer fights me, but but I kind of speak its language. I know where it's coming from. Computers do what we tell them to do or, you know, the best they can. It's not malicious against you. It just feels like it sometimes, right? So don't worry about that. We'll fight through it together. Let me tell you about our featured topic of the week. So this guy right here wants you to know that the yellow pages are dead. The yellow pages are dead. What? What am I talking about? Well, the yellow pages, for 150 years, the yellow pages were the go-to source. You opened up a business, you got in the yellow pages because that's where people went to find the information that they needed, to find the products and services that they needed. They went to the yellow pages. So that's where you had to be in order for your clients to find you. And you were ready. You knew that. It was a cost of doing business, right? You open up your business, you set up shop, you paid three to $500 a month to be in those yellow pages, cost of doing business. That's just how people find you. Well, have you noticed those yellow pages getting thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner? And most people told me they, at this point, they just pick them up off the porch, throw them right in the recycle bin. They don't even need them anymore. Why? Because everything is online and everything is changing because of this. The yellow pages, they used to drop that book on my porch. And just a couple weeks ago, they sent me a postcard through the mailbox that says, hey, we still print the yellow pages, but we really aren't delivering them anymore. If you want one, we'll bring it to you. But otherwise, 
Why is that? It's because we all have one of these, right? We all have one of these smartphone computers in our pocket. And if we want to find something, we just type in bagel shop near me or something like that or, or talk into it, right? Hey, Siri. Uh, hey, Google. And those devices now go do the searching for us. So what does this mean in the online world and how does it affect me as a business owner? Well, here's how it affects you because about a hundred people all at the same time thought, well, I know what I'll do since the yellow pages are dying. I'm going to build a website that's going to be the next yellow pages. And I'm just going to put every business owner I can find into the, my online website, yellow pages, and then people will find it. And then I will build a huge business and make tons of money doing that. Well, that's a great idea, except for the fact that about 100 people had it all at the same time. And the way that they are creating their website is they're pulling every business owner they can find and they're putting it into the directory. And this is being called a couple things right now. Take a look at this list. Here's some of the things you may hear in the landscape and in the, in the web jungle referring to this topic online business directory listings, online reputation management, business directory app listings, business directory map listings, local search SEO, local search, local search SEO, local SEO. All of these terms are kind of talking about the same topic, these online directory listings. And this is very challenging for me to talk to business owners about because they don't even know it exists. They don't even know this is happening. And again, these websites are just trying to build them up as big as they can make themselves. And they're sucking in every entrepreneur and business owner they can find totally without your consent. They've added you to their business directory, which should be good for you. It should be publicity back to you, but they don't know you and you don't know them. So there's no way for, for them to cross check the information really. So what happens over time you might move, you might change your phone number, you might get a different website address. And like I said, they're not always checking up on you. So what happens is, is this kind of creates a mishmash of information across the internet. So your information might be right over here on Google, but it might be wrong on Bing, but it might be right on Apple, but it might be wrong on another place. And uh, some people say, well, I don't care, right? As long as Google has the information right. Okay, except Google is always looking at all of the websites to make sure that it is serving the most correct information. So if Google's looking out at the digital landscape and all of your directory listings have the same information, Google's very confident. We've got the right information. Here's exactly how to reach this person. But if you've got that mishmash of different phone numbers and different addresses and different stuff all over the place, Google's less confident about the information it's serving. So we want to help Google out. We want to help out all of these uh, sources by making sure that your information is correct. And again, I'm not going to give you a problem without also giving you a solution. I have a free scan that you can run on your business directory listings. So use this free tool on my website. You can get there by going to scan.gilbertstudios.com. S-C-A-N, scan. You're going to scan your listings. Scan.gilbertstudios.com. All you have to do is put in your business name, address, and phone number and hit go. And it's going to go out and it's going to start scanning those different directory sites. And it's going to show you in live time, in real time, where your listings are coming up, where the information is wrong, where the information is correct. And most of them, not all of them, but most of them actually link right over to the live listing. So you could take this free scan, run this report on your own listings, and then you can go to each one of these sites and fix the information. Now, it is a bit time consuming to do that because you've got to create a login and a password and verify your email. And I know that you guys already hate doing all those steps with all the websites you have to do it on. So we do offer a service to help with this. If that's something, if you run the scan and you see a lot of stuff kind of out of whack and you want us to wave our magic wand, this service is only $99 a month and there's no long-term commitments of any kind. So send me an email, drop me a note. Um, 
and let me know. Run the scan, check it out, totally free to do that. See what it looks like for you. And then there's a button that allows you to contact me. Uh, give me a call, send me an email, and I'll be happy to go over the results with you and talk to you about the program. If that's something that you're interested in, otherwise use this free scan and just check out and see uh, how it's going. How are we doing, studio audience? Still going down there? Hi, Anishka. Welcome. Glad you joined the call with us today. The uh, the video is really weird on my my side. I can't tell that it's running, so I'm just moving forward in faith that it is running and uh, everyone can see me fine. Garrison said a few minutes ago it is. So let me know, guys, if it's still working, would you please? And uh, we'll move right along. Because the next segment, it's time to ask a web geek. All righty, jumping right in. We've got some amazing conversations happening in our Facebook group. Check out all these conversations currently going on. We've got questions. Uh, Melissa was asking us about PR web, and we've got some answers for her there. We've got questions uh, involving project management tools, what project management tools people are, are liking, what customer relationship management tools or CRMs people are using. We talked about both of those pieces last week, and since then, we've got a lot of really great comments and suggestions. Uh, I mentioned one in the call, Green Rope. Melissa since came in and said, she uses Green Rope, really loves it. And we also had a couple other suggestions in those threads. So we start the conversation here in the live call, but the conversations continue in our Facebook group. Search Facebook for Ask a Web Geek. Uh, excuse me, Ask a Web Geek. Join our group. Join those conversations. We would love to have any of your comments. Um, any of your comments there. And. Sometimes uh, you'll see a little silly video or something posted. My my wife posted this video you see here in the corner. She says that I remind her of one of these two um, one of these two animals, but I don't know. I don't get it. You'll have to watch it and tell me what you think. All righty. So our first question, actually, it's not our first question because we were we were helping Kim at the very very beginning of the call in our bonus the bonus section, come to the Facebook group and want and get the bonus information. Um, so Kim, we'll come back to your question if you'd like to. But for now, we're going to talk to Betty. Uh, Betty asks this question. She says, CJ, there are several aspects to what I do. Is it better to have it all under one brand name website like bettybrink.com with different pages? Or would it be better to have multiple web pages for each thing? Books, coaching, speaking, etc. So my answer is going to be yes. Thanks for your question, Betty. We'll see you next time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> let me go into it for just a minute. There are several aspects to what Betty does. And she's asking, is it better to have one website with all the stuff on it? Or is it better to make specific websites that address specific things? The, the truth is both could be right depending on your situation. So I would say before we get to decide that, we would start with these two questions instead. Number one, what are your goals for your website? Because what you might discover is you have different goals. If you think of like my one website, my bettybrink.com website, you might have goals for that website and that website only. But then as you think of the possibility of having numerous other what we could call mini sites or landing page style sites, you could have different goals for those specific websites. So by asking yourself the question of what are your goals for your website or your landing pages, however, however many you have of those, you'll find you may have different goals and that right there could give you the answer. And if it doesn't, ask this second question, your target market. When you think of your one main website, bettybrink.com, do you have different target markets for that one website or are all of your services, books, coaching, speaking, etc., are those all to the same audience? So here's the questions to think of. Your goals for your website or websites and your target market or target markets for your website or landing page sites. That's where we need to begin the conversation because through that through that process of talking about 
uh, your goals and your target market, that's where we'll get the answer to whether it makes more sense to have one big website or have multiple landing page sites. I think there's value in both. And I'll give you an example with what I'm doing. Here's an example of how I'm doing that same thing, Betty. I've got my kind of my one big website, gilbertstudios.com. That represents my business, my business entity, Gilbert Studios. We're a website design company. So all of my services that are related to website design are on that page, right? We've got website development, website design. We've got website hosting, domain name registration. I help with email setup. So it starts with website design, but then it trickles down into these very related topics. We were just talking a few minutes ago about the directory listings. That's one of my services now under my Gilbert Studios brand. And a couple other things, web coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching to answer questions and solve problems in real time like this. And I've also added a new one, identity theft protection. Super important in the digital landscape that we're living in. So that's added onto my services page now. So my gilbertstudios.com website, my Gilbert Studios brand for my company, it does have multiple services in it. You can also find information about my books and that kind of thing there too, and some of my programs. But I've also begun to develop landing page sites just for specific tasks. For example, a few minutes ago, I was telling you about the workshop, right? The free video workshop, mywebsitesafari.com. So you can go to gilbertstudios.com and then you can see a link Oh, what's this free workshop? Click, and now you're over at mywebsitesafari.com. You can sign up for that course. You can go through the videos. All the videos are hosted there. So there is benefit in both. Can you see that there's benefit in both? I know Betty's not on the call with us live right now. She had another obligation, but um, she'll watch this later, and she'll let me know if that makes sense and if she has any follow-up questions. Betty, let me know if you have any follow-up questions. Okay, would you please? So again, I don't want to say yes, maybe, no, you know, kind of give you this vague answer. But but the true answer is it, it, it could be different for each person. There could be someone that says, you know what, I'm just going to make this one website. Everything's going to fit into it. It's going to make a lot of sense to do it that way. And then there's going to be another person that says, no, it makes a lot more sense to have specific landing pages to address specific people with a specific product or offering. For example, GilbertStudios.com, lots of web design related services. MyWebsiteSafari.com, there is only one thing you can do there. There is only one specific purpose for that website. It's to give you my free videos. It's to get you to sign up. It's to give you a place to sign up. You pop in your email address. That puts you in the system. The system starts sending you emails uh, at your choice, one days or three days, with those video lessons. And as you get them, you click and you come back to the website to watch the next video. That's the only thing on that website, right? It's the sign-up page, and then it's the seven pages, one that holds each one of those videos. So there's an example of a landing page style website whose specific purpose is only to deliver that educational content. Does that make sense, Betty? Does that make sense, everyone in the in the room? So there's going to be yes answers to both of those things. I've got another couple examples. I've got I've got my uh, my website as a speaker, cjgilbert.live. That that website exists for the sole purpose of showing myself as a speaker and offering my speaking to groups and uh, groups of entrepreneurs and business owners and keynote speaker. And so that one website is really just a one page site that's targeted for a specific purpose to a specific audience. That's where you can grab my speaker one sheet. That's where you can uh, request to book me for your upcoming event or seminar or workshop or what have you. So you see, Betty, I'm kind of doing the same thing that you're asking about right now. But it started with the one website. And then as it made sense, we started to create the additional websites around it, the different landing pages that kind of support it. So Gilbert Studios is the main one up here. But then these other ones have started to exist. Uh, my website safari.com cjgilbert.live and the next one I'm going to build is uh, for my uh, website treasure hunt website treasurehunt.com now if you go there today if you're watching this live uh, or very soon uh, near August 14th 2019 and you go to website treasurehunt.com for now that's going to forward you to gilbertstudios.com and land you on that service page 
because that's what I have right now. But in the weeks to come, I will be developing a specific landing page style website just for that one service to deliver it specifically. So I hope I've given you some examples of how both things could be true, right? So let's talk real quick about BettyBrink.com. Everyone go to BettyBrink.com. She's an amazing person. She's written a book. It was about her weight loss journey. Journey. It started as, I'm going to write a book about weight loss. And what it really turned into was something totally different. It turned into a book about how to appreciate yourself and how to, how to learn to love yourself on a deeper level. And it doesn't talk about diet and exercise at all. It's all about how to love yourself. It started as one thing. It evolved naturally into something else. And now she's helping a lot of people through her program and her book. And so she's thinking about that. She's like, well, now I got my program and I got my coaching and I got my speaking. I got the class that I do weekly, but then I also want to offer it to other groups. What do I do? I believe that's where her question is coming from. So Betty, start with your main thing that you have now, bettybrink.com. And then as it makes sense, we can begin to develop other landing page style sites for exactly that purpose. So you may follow my model, bettybrink.com is your main deal, but then you might have specific things. Now in your case, I don't know if you need a speaker website specifically because you're using your own name, bettybrink.com, as your brand. So it would make sense to have a page on there about you being a speaker. So I feel like for you, the answer is yes. It makes sense to do all of those things, right? Start with your main brand. Start with organizing that in a structured way that makes sense. But then as it makes sense, you'll probably begin to develop those specific pages too. What do you think, guys? Do you have questions on that? Does that make sense to you? Give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. If that's making sense, um, if you're hearing the words coming out of my mouth, <laughs> Betty, Betty just joined the call. She must have heard me shouting her name out into the universe. Betty, that was perfect timing. I've been talking about you uh, and to you for the last few minutes. So um, please let me know if you have any feedback on that. If you have any follow-up questions on that, I'd love to get back to you. And if you happen to miss what I just said, uh, make sure to check out that recording so you can hear, okay? I hope that answers your question, but if you have further questions, they are absolutely encouraged. Okay, so please let me know. We're going to go into our next question, which is from Anushka. Anushka is a super action taker. She took our advice from class one, and by class two, she had already implemented that solution, and we're so proud of her for doing that. She's got another question. She says, I thought of another question. I want to add payment options to my WordPress website and allow people to pay with credit card, have different payment options monthly payments and full pay, for example, and one with the least amount of credit card fees. I keep seeing PayPal as an option, which I have, but curious how an expert like yourself handles this. That's a great question, Anushka. Uh, another great question, I should say. Thank you for your previous questions. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that for a little bit. PayPal is a huge player uh, in the marketplace and is a great default resource. There's a couple others that I use, but it really depends on the method and the way that you're getting that payment. So the two that I use most are PayPal and Square. PayPal is great for online stuff. If it's on a website, if you want to have like a pay button or a donate button or a shopping cart and you don't want to commit to one of these full-blown e-commerce or shopping website solutions. By the way, I have a resource page on my website, gilbertstudios.com resources. I do have links to a lot of these kind of things there. So go there to check out um, what I call website alternatives. There's some ways to create e-commerce websites there. Uh, but that's like a full-blown solution and that might not work for everyone. They may want just a button that they can drop on their current website. And I think that's what Anusha is asking about right now is what about PayPal creating a button? So you'll want to map out kind of what options you want people to have because you'll have to pre-program those buttons to do that specific task. Now, as I, as I start to talk in generality here, I, I'm probably going to lose you. So what I'd like to do is just show you in real time how that actually works, how you can actually set that up. Let me address a couple of your questions here real quick. You said, uh, you want people to pay with credit card, okay? Have different payment options, monthly and full pay, and one with the least amount of credit card fees. So if you're providing a service 
for someone and you bill them after the fact, like for example, website design service. Uh, I want to hire you CJ, we're working on this project. Now I'm going to bill you for three or four hours or whatever it is. I use Square for that because I can go to Square, I can generate an invoice, I can email it to my client, they can pay it using the secure site and everything's fine and dandy. Square takes care of the fees and the transfer of the money and all that kind of stuff for me. Uh, PayPal does that too. You can also submit invoices through PayPal, but I've begun to separate the two. I kind of like it like, um, I like to think of PayPal as through my website tools, purchasing a product or a service kind of button versus Square, we're in person, you can hand me your card, I swipe it through the thing, or even virtually, you can take payments over the phone, you can send people an invoice and they can pay it that way. So those are the two that I like. If you do not have a Square account, jump over to my resources page, use my Square link to sign up for a, a Square account. This is my affiliate link with Square. Uh, it does not cost you more to use my link. In fact, it's going to give you a bonus. If you find the link on my resources page and you use it to sign up for Square, they're going to give you $1,000 of free processing. That is to say you will not pay the fees on the first $1,000 of income that you collect. So their fee I want to say is around 3.5% plus, you know, plus or minus 15 cents here and there. I don't remember the exact configuration of those numbers, but it's very affordable. And it also has to do with the bulk, how much credit card transactions you're doing. If you're a shop and you do credit card transactions all day, every day with every customer that walks through the door, you're going to want a different kind of merchant account. I also have links on my resources page to that. There's one called Home and Business Resources. Check that one out. That will put you in touch with a credit card processor that will set you up with a credit card machine for your business. That's another level, right? We're talking about, when we're talking about Square and PayPal, we're talking about about the occasional uh, transaction or an invoice after the fact. It is a whole other level if you have a shop and people are coming into your shop all day, every day, swipe, swipe, swipe in that credit card. You want to make sure that you've got the best fees and the bulk rate and that kind of thing. So let me know which which of those categories you fall in and I can help guide you to the right solution. Oh, PayPal might work best. Oh, Square is going to be best. Or, oh, you really need a full-blown credit card processing solution. You need a merchant account. Uh, we can help you set up that too. I've got, I've got resources on all of those things. But I think Anushka is really asking about PayPal because she wants to add some sort of a button to her website. So shall we take a look at what that looks like right now, guys? Let's jump right in. Um, let me, uh, give me just a second here to fiddle with my hello um, while you're looking at me I'm gonna pull up my my browser over here ba -ba -ba -ba, and we're gonna just take a look at what it looks like to um, to log into PayPal and to create one of those buttons right now live um, let me do this I'm gonna just park you guys really quick on this screen while I log into my account and then I'm going to take you to the right place in just a moment. So please bear with me. I'm just going to pull up paypal.com. And I'm going to log in. And I have to remember my password. Tippity, tippity, tippity type. Let's see if that's the right one. It must because it's letting me in. Okay, and then along the top of the screen, there are some buttons. And one of the buttons says, I'm waiting for it to load. One of the buttons says tools. If you hold your cursor over the tools button, you may see one that says PayPal buttons. Now, if you do not see PayPal buttons in the tools dropdown, you may need to add it to the dropdown. And the way that you do that is simply by clicking on all tools. Nothing was found in this location. Hey, PayPal, you need to update your, um, you need to update your site because that's not working. Okay, now let me take you, let me, let me bring you guys over here so you can see. <laughs> okay, so here we are inside PayPal. I've, uh, I've entered into my PayPal account and I've clicked on at the top here. You can see there's tools 
and then PayPal buttons. If you don't have that PayPal buttons showing up yet, that's okay. You'll have to go into the tools and then there will be a little heart icon that you can click near PayPal buttons and that's going to add it to this top menu for you. Let me know if you have any problems with that step. Otherwise, you'll have to go to the tools first and then it lets you pick which tools you want to show up. PayPal buttons is one of those that I've that I've chosen to show up. So it's in that drop down for me all the time. So when you click PayPal buttons, it's going to give you a couple choices of different kinds of buttons. So real quick, I'll run through these to see what's going to be the right kind of solution for you. Buy now. This is if you have a single item or a single service that you want to you want them to buy and pay for. You'll want to create a buy now button. Single thing. Here's the button. Click it, make payment and we're done. This is different than the add to cart. Add to cart is where you want to sell multiple items. So think of it like you have a catalog, right? Maybe you have three to five choices to 20 to a million. Um, and you need to create a button for each one of your products. Let's say that you're a, let's say that you have a candle shop and you have, uh, you know, five flavors of candle, right? Vanilla, cinnamon, I don't know, a berry of some kind, right? So you have to create a specific button for each one of those candles, my vanilla candle, my berry candle, my cinnamon candle. And when someone clicks the add to cart, it it takes that and it adds that item to their virtual shopping cart. And then then they're going to have to make another click on checkout to actually finish up that process. So see how this is different. The first one is I just want this one thing. I click buy now and now I pay for it or I, I'm on your catalog and I want to pick a couple items. I want the vanilla candle. I want two of the cinnamon. I want one of the berry. Click, 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 click. Then you check out multiple items. Does that make sense? There's a couple other options here too. Donate. That's where you want to accept donations and contributions on your site. Uh, and subscribe. This is where you can set up recurring charges of the same amount for your goods and services. There's also an installment plan. So that's new that they've added subscribe versus installment plan. One or the other of those might work for you, Anushka. If you have the kind of program where someone's paying every month for something, uh, you know, like it's $17 a month or $47 a month to access some kind of material or some kind of training, then subscribe is the tool you want. That's going to be ongoing. But Anushka was asking about some sort of an installment plan, like, right, they could pay one full thing or maybe they want to break their payment into three or four installments. That's when you're going to want to choose the installment plan. It's going to charge them so much right now and then so much a month or a week or whatever for however long we create it for. So we could take a look at, um, do you do you have a preference? If you're still watching Anushka, do you have a preference of which one of these you want to check out? Um, I was thinking I could build one right here live in front of you and then you could see. Um, let's see what this donate button looks like because I'm thinking I could create one of these right now and we can add it to our website. So we've got a couple options here. We want the large one, we want a small one, show accepted credit cards. This is a little bit of a different window since I've last created a button. So that's interesting. This button is intended for fundraising. If you are not raising money for a cause, please choose another button. All right, that's not the one I want to make here for you guys right now. Um, let's go with the buy now button. Let's take a look at what that looks like. I think that's the one that's going to work best for you. There's a couple steps, by the way. Uh, you'll need to create a couple web pages on your website to assist you with this. I will show you right now what I mean by that. Okay. So here's the screen I was looking for. Um, buy now. This is probably the buy now button. This is probably the one you want. So the first option is choose button type. This is where you can choose one of those other options we were looking at. Maybe you actually wanted the shopping cart one. Maybe you want to create a, an installment plan or a subscription service. For now, I'm just going to go with the buy now, the one one click buy now uh, solution. And I'm going to call it item name because okay, so this is where you name your item or service. So I'm going to um, let's call this buy. Let's call it, should we call it buy the geek 
uh, my, my concept here is I'm going to put this on the web page and it's going to let you buy the geek a cup of coffee or a Coke or something, right? So should we call it tip the geek or, uh, or uh, buy the geek a drink? or uh, you know the the Dorito and Coke fund, or you know what should we call that? Tip tip the geek, tip a geek. I don't know. What do you think? Tip the geek. Let's go with that. Okay. You can have an oops. I sorry when I hit that. It's not good for you. You can have an item ID if you have inventory. Uh, if you have like a what's the word I'm looking for? A screw screw screw. Skew. Hey, there it is. SKU. Skew. If you have a skew, if you have a lot of products and each one of those represents an inventory number or a skew, you can add that right here so you can see on the back end when someone orders that. Could be helpful. Could be helpful for, for you. Okay. Um, and then the price. So so there's a lot there's a lot of options here and I just can't show you every option in Nushka. So please let me know if you have specific questions or we want to adjust this in any way to your specific situation. For now, I'm just going to keep moving forward with my best guess. So uh, I'm going to put this button on the website. I'm going to put that it's a dollar, one dollar. And this is going to allow people to choose how many dollars they want to tip me to buy me a Coke or a coffee. That's that's the concept we're going with. And you guys watched it happen live. OK, do we want a drop down menu with a price or option? This could be, you know, um, one uh, admit one to my event, one ticket, 25, two tickets, 50, three tickets, you know, 75 or 70. Right. So you can specify a drop down with different options. I'm not going to do that in my example, but if you wanted to, that's how to happen. That's how to do it. You can add a text field if you need a comment, like choose your color and then they can type red or green or whatever. Right. Um, you can customize the text or appearance. You can use your own custom button. If you don't like the big fat orange button that PayPal uses, then feel free to create your own button graphic and use that on your site. There's a couple places where I use my own graphic on my website. And sometimes I like to use the PayPal graphic because people are familiar with the way it looks and they understand that they're paying through PayPal. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep using the PayPal button for my example here just to keep it as simple as possible. Too late. Um, you can also select what you want that button to say. Do you want it to say buy now or pay now? Uh, I'm going to go with buy now on my example. For shipping and taxes, there's an area inside your PayPal account where you can specify how you want PayPal to handle shipping and how you want it to handle taxes. And then, whew, excuse me, I need to take a breath. <sighs> and then you can specify in your settings like globally, this is my general shipping rules. These are my general tax rules. And then as you create each item, you can specify use my general settings or override those settings with something specific. Like I want like on this product, it's really heavy, so I need to charge extra shipping or whatever the case may be. So in our example right new, right here, I'm going to say use settings, use settings and uh, use my secure merchant account ID. OK. Um, you don't need to worry about that. This button right here lets you save the button at PayPal. I recommend that you do that. It allows you to edit it later, change the price, change what it's called, etc. Did I specify it was a dollar? Yes, I did. Okay, good. Step two, if you want to use this to track inventory, really interesting. You can you can make it you can set how many items are available and then when that's been sold, it's no longer available to buy. That could be useful to you. Or you might just want it to track your inventory in general to let you know when it's getting low and you need to reorder that kind of a thing. If you are at the place where you want to track inventory with your sales, you might want a different solution than PayPal. Uh, we might look at a we might look at integrating something into your website system that actually does that for you. Um, so that might be a different conversation. If you're at that level, you can do it with PayPal, but I might suggest something different, a different solution. I would encourage you to use this for simple things. Anushka, you might have one button. I'm making up these numbers. $500 for session A or uh, three payments of $200. You might just have those two buttons, right? That, that might be the simple solution for you. And then we're going to go into the step three. 
Do you want to let your customer change order quantities? In my case, I'm going to click yes, uh, because if they click pay now, it's going to put in their cart $1. I want them to be able to say, yeah, the CJ works hard. I'm going to give him $2, maybe $3. He needs a big Coke, right? <laughs> Today, Diet Coke, please. Uh, he needs a big coffee this morning to wake up and, and talk about websites with me. So I'm going to give him two or three dollars. So this is going to this is the setting that's going to allow them to increase it beyond one dollar. OK, so you'll see how I'm creating that. And then later you'll see it actually appear on the website. So you can play with that when you tip me a dollar. You don't have to. But if you'd like, I'll, I'll gladly take it. I love coffee. Can your customer add special instructions and a message to you? I'm going to say yes. Um, it could be no. You don't want them to talk to you. You can click no if you uh, if you want additional information. This is a great place to ask for it, and you can change what it says. Right now, it says add special instructions to the seller. So I'm going to change that to say add a word of encouragement for the geek. Forty character limit for the geek. Add a word of encouragement for the geek. Okay. Do you need your customer shipping address? I'm going to click no. I do not need your shipping address in this case. Here's this next section. Here's where you need to create those other pages on your website first. So you might want to create these other pages first and then come create the button. Or you might not remember it until you're creating the button and then you get to this stage and you say, oh, shoot, yeah, CJ said I needed to create these pages. So if that help happens to you, this is how you handle it. So I'm going to I'm going to jump you over to the Ask a Web Geek website. I'm going to jump into the dashboard, which is the back end of the website. This is a WordPress website, so it's probably very similar to how you may have it set up on your own website. I'm going to create a new page, so I'm going to go into my pages. And I'm going to create a new page. Now I'm going to create two pages right now. The first page is the your website is excuse me your payment is successful. That's one page. The second page is your payment was canceled. Now you can let PayPal do that with its own messaging, but I think it's a better user experience if you create the page on your own website. It just solidifies to the client that they're in the right place at that moment. Whether they've canceled the order or whether they've completed the order, it gives them a sense of, oh, okay, this is the right place and I'm dealing with the right person. So having these web pages on your having these confirmation pages on your own website is super important. So I'm going to call this I'm going to call this PP success and I'm also going to have PP cancel. So this one's going to be PP success. And just for now, I'm going to put in some super generic text um, just to create these pages. I'll fancy it up later uh, without without taking up your time to do that. So on the PP success page, we're going to have it say your payment was successful. Please check your email for a receipt. Um, actually, I'm going to say your payment was successful. You will receive an email receipt. Or you will receive a receipt by email or something. I'm going to let that fix my uh, I'm going to let it fix my spelling. And I'm going to go ahead and say your payment was successful. I want that to be the top level heading. And then this one, I just want it to be a regular paragraph, but I want it to be italicized. Your payment was successful. That's all I need to do on this page. We're going to have no sidebar and we're going to publish it. I have no idea what this is going to look like. It's just for demonstration purposes at this point. But now that this page has been created, we can open it and take a look at it. And it's going to look like this. PP success. Your payment was successful. You will receive an email receipt. OK, the page exists. It's not pretty yet. I'll have to do that later. But that lets you grab this link right here. And this is the link you want to drop into this box right here. Take customers to this URL when they finish checkout. So they've finished their checkout. They've completed the payment. PayPal is automatically going to drop them on this page on your website that says your payment was successful. OK, when they click the link that says it says, um, 
what does it say? It says complete and return to merchant. I think that's what it says. When they click that link, then they'll land on this page, okay? And I'm also gonna create a PP cancel page. Now that doesn't exist yet. I haven't built it, but I just wanna finish up this process so you can see it. So when I create that page in just a few seconds, um, it will exist and then people will be able to, they'll see that page instead. It'll say, your payment was canceled. No, no transaction occurred. Uh, please let us know if you have any questions, that kind of a, that kind of a thing. So with those pieces in place, now we can create this button right here at the bottom, create button. And we're going to let it do that. Then it's going to generate this code. And this is the code right here that you're going to drop into your website. That's going to create that button. It's going to create the button that, that you can see right over here on the side, the buyer's view. So this is the code. You'll want to select it. You'll want to uh, right click and click copy, or you can hit control C to copy it, select the code, copy it. You're going to drop that button on your PayPal page. Um, I would not actually do this on the payment page. So pay no attention to where I'm actually dropping this code. I just want you to see that when I drop the code on a page, the button shows up. So I'm going to put it here and then I'm going to remove it again. So you don't see it later. So let me just update this page. And then we're going to zip right over here to that pay to that payment page. I don't want it to be the cancel page. So there it is. See how I dropped the code in and now it's a, a payment button. Now it's not going to be there in just a few minutes. I'm going to fix it later, but you can see a couple things happening here, right? You can see the payment page exists or excuse me, the success page exists. And you can also see that button is now created and available to use. So let's see what happens when I click on it. You know what, when I click on it, um, it might give me an error because I'm literally logged into the PayPal uh, window. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create an incognito browser for the sole purpose of, um, of showing you what this button looks like. Good. And I'm just going to flip to this browser real quick. Okay. So here we are on our success page. The only reason I've got this button right here is so I can click it. And then when you click it, it takes you over to PayPal and let's see what it says. Tip the geek $1. So here you can change it. You know, let's give them $2. Let's give them $3, right? And then you click continue and then it's going to have you log in. And uh, if you have an account, they want you to log into your account first. If you do not have an account, you can usually just fill this out. And uh, as a guest checkout, quick disclaimer for you. If your client already is, if your client already has a PayPal account and they already have some credit cards associated with a pay, with their PayPal account, and then they try to use one of those PayPal, <laughs> one of those credit cards without logging in first, PayPal will make them. PayPal will say, "Hey, we recognize that credit card number, and we really need you, our customer, to log in with your password, so we know for sure you're the right person to use that credit card." So. Uh, PayPal is really wanting to tighten down on their security, make sure no one's ripping you off, no one's using your information without your consent. So they make you log into your PayPal account first if you have one and there's already a credit card associated with it. Do you have further questions on this? Let me know. Come to the Facebook group, Ask a Web Geek. Uh, tweet me, Ask a Web Geek, or uh, join us uh, on any of the channels where you're finding this, leave a comment or even come to our website, askawebgeek.com. You can leave comments there directly. So I hope this answers your question for today, Anushka. I'm going to play around with those pages, uh, today a little bit more, make them a little fancier, take that button off of the success page and put it on the home page somewhere. Uh, and Anushka, when you see that button on askawebgeek.com, you'll know that it's there because you asked the question and now people can tip me. Uh, so if you want to tip me a buck and buy me a cup of coffee, I'd sure appreciate it. Well, that's our show uh, for today, guys. Excellent, excellent questions. Let me just review uh, our slides here, make sure that we've, we've got everything. Yep, I'm not forgetting anyone. If you have any last comments or questions, uh, studio audience, please do leave those there below. I would love to hear what you have to say. Uh, Ask a Web Geek. This week is sponsored by Eric Lofholm's Morning motivational call daily motivation daily inspiration courtesy of eric lofholm get all the links and details at this link amcall.gilbertstudios.com that's am like the morning time like 9 a.m 
amcall.gilbertstudios.com. Just go there, uh, throw your email address in the form and hit go. And that way you'll have all the information delivered to you. So you can join the live call. It'll give you the phone number and password. It'll give you the, the YouTube. It'll give you the, the podcast website. So you can join live or you can consume that whenever you're ready in your day. Also brought to you this week by my free video workshop, mywebsitesafari.com. Enroll in this website, uh, Safari, and you will get seven free videos that walk you through improving each aspect of your business systematically in less than 10 minutes per video, mywebsitesafari.com. Thank you so much for your time and attention. You've joined the geek at Ask a Web Geek. We invite you to join our Facebook group and subscribe and follow us everywhere. We invite all of your questions on websites. What questions do you have? What's holding you back in your business? Is there something that you need to learn so that you can do something better? Is there a tool that you know that you need to learn or something that you should be learning or you want or you need to do it better, or you need to do it more? What's holding you back? What could help push you forward? If it's a piece of of technology, if it's a tool on the internet, maybe I can help you. Ask it in our Facebook group, email me, tweet me. I would love to address your question on an upcoming show. The internet is a jungle. It's so easy to get lost and fall into hidden traps. You need to hire a well-trained guide or join up with a safari and lead you through and get you where you want to go. Thank you so much for your time and attention, guys. Join us every week, same bat time, same bat channel. We're so glad to have you on board with Ask a Web Geek. The internet's a jungle. It, here's your opportunity to ask a web geek weekly. Your weekly geek. Your weekly geekly. Hmm. I'm going to have to work on something like that. All right. Have a wonderful week. Take action. Take action on your golden nuggets. And we'll see you next time on Ask a Web Geek.